Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And in today's episode, I unpack the mystery of what is connected to your sexuality because we're only meant to have heavenly things connected to sexuality love, hope, optimism, fulfillment, connection, all culminating into something we call intimacy, feeling intimate together with our spouse, together with God, together with our true self, like our unabashed, authentic selves. When that happens, you experience absolute sex. But for most of humanity, what is connected to their sex is stress, judgment, shame, all sorts of negative emotions. And unless you can do the work of untangling these negative emotions from sex, you will never ever get to experience true sexuality. So if you want to understand the process of how to do that, then please listen. And trust me, you should. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy New Year. This is, we're living in the future. We really are. Most movies that were made kind of in the 70s that were about the distant future, we're about now, and we were supposed to have flying cars a long time ago, and robots that kind of make our breakfast. But it seems like we're kind of getting there. From what I hear, there's a McDonald's that already is free of humans, just robots making food. And that's going to make Benji very happy because we all know that his favorite restaurant in the world is McDonald's. So if I sound like I'm dying or like I'm super sick, it's just I have a cold, which is bizarre because I'm in a very hot place. So I don't know what you call a cold when you're in a hot place. A hot cold? A coldy hottie no cold? I don't know. But if I sound weird, or weirder, that is. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend in high school who I, I, I remember calling him back in the day. Many of you won't ever relate to this because before cell phones, we had phones in our house that you shared with your whole family. And if I wanted to talk to my friend, John, I wanted to call my friend Jonathan. I had to call his family phone and his mom picked up and she said, hello. And I said, hi, can I speak to Jonathan? And then she said, one moment. And then I heard her because she's not a very good communicator. Apparently she turned and she said, Jonathan, it's your friend with the weird voice calling. And I was like, yo, what's the deal? Very strange. Anyway, so if I'm weirder than normal today, just know it's because I have a hot cold. Um, and today I wanted to talk, it's going to be a solo episode, uh, and I wanted to talk about what's connected to your sex, and here's why. Please hear me out, okay? Uh, we are only really meant to have positive experiences with sex. That's how we were designed, of course. There's nothing about our biology that says it's beneficial to have trauma, suffering, pain, all that stuff comes from the brokenness of the world in which we live. And that's all the more true of sexuality. When we are in a prime state of mind and heart, when we're feeling loved and confident, we are much more able to perform in life and in sexuality. 
And for anybody who's blessed, you know this to be true. When you're stressed out, you are not a good lover. You're not very able to take care of somebody else because all you can focus on is the stress in your life. And so it's so important that we understand what negative emotions, which negative emotions we have connected to our sex, especially if you're on your journey towards developing sexual integrity or absolute sex. Okay, and I want to really kind of dive into this because you, yes you, you listening, have many things that are connected to your sex that are not helping you whatsoever. They're not original, they're not heavenly, they're not leading you towards God. They're actually taking you away from the purpose of sex itself, which is deep and fulfilling intimacy together with God, with self, and with the other person that you're involved with, your spouse. Right, So in this age of escapism, we have so many things, so many distractions from ourselves. It's kind of crazy. It's so easy to ignore yourself on every level, to not really understand which foods your body's actually craving and instead just feed what your mouth wants, right? Your mouth wants all sorts of chemicals because those chemicals are super exciting. So that's why junk food is so appealing to your mouth. Your body hates junk food. It doesn't know what to do with it because there's no nutrients, there's no value, but your mouth is happy at the behest, at the to the detriment of the rest of your body, to all the other systems in your body. They're paying the price for your bossy mouth who seems to have a large say when you're not connected to your body. Your mouth kind of takes over the decision making and it rules over your body. But so that's like, you know, basic food stuff. But think about how many of you are really connected to your emotions that understand which emotion you're feeling and why you're feeling that emotion and what you should do. What's the most productive thing to do while you're steeped in that emotion? Most of us, when we're angry, we just blame the world. It's that person's fault. I don't like them. They cut me off. Or that person always does this. They always treat me like this. And what you're doing in that case is you're not being aware of the actual inner workings of of what's taking place inside of you. You're blaming your environment for how you feel, but you don't even know how you feel because you're just focused on the environment. I hope this makes sense. So... When we are living the way that modern people do, we are detached from our, the true nature of our thoughts, our feelings, our tr- needs, our emotional needs, our physical needs, our spiritual needs. We're just kind of numb. And because we're so uncomfortable all the time in this weird state of, of just not being happy, we try to escape through our phones. And... The reasons why we run to our phone is because we're stressed out, because we're overwhelmed. We have anger or frustration, and that cultivates in an escapism, right? So let's just say you had a very difficult conversation with somebody. Somebody told you news that you didn't want to hear. They said that they don't like something about you, right? It could be a family member. It could be your parent. It could be your spouse, could be a coworker. Hey, you're doing this wrong. You're wrong, right? And you get this overwhelming sensation of discomfort. Like, I don't like this feeling. Uh, you, it could 
for me back in the day before I did a lot of internal work I remember always feeling flush in my face like my face was getting really red and then if if there's something embarrassing or something like if somebody was calling me out like a boss or a teacher if they were saying you're wrong you're bad this kind of thing I would get very red in the face and I could feel it and I could tell that people could see that my face is getting red and I'd get even redder so I would just turn into a tomato basically and this was a self-fulfilling kind of prophecy where the more I thought about how embarrassed I must look the more embarrassed I got and so in this situation when you're getting told information you don't want to hear and you're you usually feel negative throughout your entire body the whole sensation is like your heart shrinks your spirit shrinks you go back to feeling like a little kid and then you want to just run away and so what do you do you take out your phone because it's there because you can just start scrolling that's what we do in this modern age and yes it's nice to escape for a little bit in somewhere like YouTube you can even say oh I'm just gonna learn something educational but little do you know, there's already a process taking place where you're looking for something more thrilling and enticing that can replace that negative feeling in your body. Something that will make your body feel stimulated with goodness instead of stimulated with that feeling of being awkward or that feeling of being angry or what have you. Now, this will lead you down the road towards the ultimate stimulation, which is sex. Because I've said this before, and it's so true, that the reason why Satan or this dark force wanted to take over sex as an industry within our minds and our hearts and our bodies and the entire world, right, which is in the divine principle, it's very clear that sex was acquired by darkness, is because when you take over sex, you take over every cell of an individual's body. When you're looking at porn, there's nothing about you that's distracted. Every molecule, every atom, every everything, everything is pointed in the direction of focusing on sex because it is so stimulating, so captivating. And when you're escaping through sex, there's the, the entire rest of the world fades away. But the problem is, now you're starting to marry negative feelings with sexuality. Imagine that. You are now engrafting sex and stress. They're becoming one and the same. You're linking them. So we all know, I, I would assume at this point, most of you know about neural pathways, right? It's connections in your brain, like uh, association, so the more you do something, the more it just becomes automatic. It becomes automated. It's like protocol in your brain. When this happens, then this happens. If this, then that. And for so many of you listening right now, you have a direct link from a negative emotion to sex. And of course, you use porn and masturbation as a part of that. What led you to porn and masturbation? Because all of you listening to this don't want that in your life. And yet you're led to sex through porn and masturbation because of a negative emotion. And this is the work of building sexual integrity. It's 
figuring out where you're being led to porn and masturbation, which negative emotions are leading you there. And so before porn, before all this stuff existed, was so accessible, and to this day, it was trauma. Like there's, there's so many people throughout history that had negative traumatic experiences associated with the act of sex. So sex became this very confusing amalgamation of positives and negatives, all in this very confusing soup of emotion. So imagine you're, you get married and you fall in love with the, the love of your life and you get married and every time they try to have sex with you, you feel both excited on a physical level and terrified emotionally. This is because, again, the darkness, Satan, I have a, I have a real hard time saying Satan because pitchforks and all that there's but there's clearly a dividing force this darkness in this world that would plant this seed of negativity in sex that gets passed down from generation to generation through dysfunction through having this soup of positive and negative together and let me tell you what there is a way to start to separate and divide the positive and negative so that sexuality can be entirely a positive experience and only one that you experience together with God, with your spouse, and with your deepest part of yourself. And the other, the negative stuff that you have associated with sex can be worked on separately. This is super exciting, okay? But it's very confusing in the beginning because everybody who starts their work with High Noon you know, it's, it's hard to understand, like if I were just to say to you what negative emotions you have associated with sex, it's not an easy thing to answer out of the gate. But it's something that starts to present itself. The answers present themselves the more that you do the deep work that we're asking you to do through joining an Ascend program, through talking it out with other people in your group, by being more open with your struggles and with your victories, you start to see much more clearly the process that you've been involved in for years, which is, I have a negative emotion. It's taking over my body. I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just going to try to replace that negative feeling in my body with a positive feeling in my body through my phone, which leads me ultimately to sex, self-pleasuring sex through porn. That's what most of you have gone through and what all of you will discover the solution to if you do the work. So how do you do this? Okay, this is, it's, I don't want to speak in too many generalities, but I want you to understand the framework that I'm talking about. Well, one thing that really helps is that when you're having negative emotions, that you stop and you deal with them. So if you're feeling really stressed out, to learn to identify that you're feeling stressed out by saying to yourself, wow, I'm really stressed out. Again, in the beginning, you don't even know it because it's so automatic. You're just going through the motions of being a stressed out person. You don't know why the world is acting the way it is. It feels like the world is against you. It feels like, why aren't things working out? But it's because you're stressed out. 
things don't work when you're stressed. That's when all channels close themselves off. Like you're, you can't think properly when you're stressed out. You can't feel emotions well when you're stressed out. Things do not work out in your life. So to just be able to say, I'm stressed out or I'm really angry right now. That's the first step is really to identify that you are feeling an emotion. Hey, just a quick interruption to tell you about the 40-day High Noon Challenge. If you're trying to find a way to start living a high noon life today with no shadows and create a radiant blessing, then this simple challenge is for you. We will send you daily lessons from our team that will keep you motivated on your journey. It's totally free, guys, and you'll get constant content directly to you. Just sign up today at highnoon.org slash challenge. That is highnoon.org slash challenge. All right, back to the show. The next step is to find something productive to do while you're feeling that emotion. You're like, okay, I'm feeling very stressed out right now. I need to go for a walk. I need to call somebody. I need to meditate and chill out. I need to close my computer and just breathe, walk around, look at something beautiful, remind myself that life is more important than this email that's stressing me out or whatever. You will find your way. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this one panacea, this one solution to all of your problems. You will come up with a cocktail of things that help you to process this emotion in a healthy way. But secret, here's a secret. One thing that I've just been saying recently that is so obvious that it's ridiculous, but it's also, it eludes all of us, is that sex involves other people. We are living in a society where you can have tons of sex with imaginary people and never actually feel connected to anybody, including yourself. So to involve other people in the process, it's all about connection. Just in the same way that sexuality should involve other people like a real person. And we've been detaching real people from the act of sex through porn and masturbation. We need to then replace this void of being alone and associating aloneness, loneliness, selfishness with sex. Replace that with connection to other people. That's what we're looking for. That means talking to people is a huge part of this. It's not the only part. Because again, we need to learn how to connect to Heavenly Parent, our God, other people, and ourselves. So when you're feeling these emotions, stress, overwhelm, anger, frustration, whatever it is, to understand that sometimes we just need to step back and sit with ourselves. Sometimes we need to have a conversation with God to figure out what's going on. And sometimes we need to call somebody. One of those three, right? And if you start identifying the emotion that you have and start practicing doing something productive with that emotion by talking about it with somebody, talking about it with yourself or talking about it with God, then you will start to understand what is triggering this emotion to happen. And you will start to understand things about yourself that you did not know. You were blind to them. This is really kind of exciting. But what you're doing is you're also separating that connection between sex and this negative emotion. Because now you're sitting with the emotion and you're dealing with it and you're not running to sex to save you from this emotion which is what you think you're doing, but you're actually bringing this emotion to sex and you're merging them together. So instead of doing that, 
you're separately working together with this emotion, with other people, with God, with yourself, in this kind of trinity, this holy trinity, and you're coming to a more peaceful place. And the more that you do that, right? So typically people are just automatically running to porn, not thinking about it. They're merging negative emotions and sex, and that's the automatic response. But when you start being more intentional, then you work on your emotions and keep on doing that, keep on doing that, it actually becomes automatic to deal with your emotions. When you're stressed out, you start doing the productive thing instead of going to porn. This is the process of becoming the owner of yourself. Because now you see that you're a vessel and you have things going through you all the time, all sorts of thoughts and emotions, all sorts of spiritual phenomenon. It's all happening through you instead of just being possessed by whatever the latest emotion is or the latest thought is. You realize that we're meant to be like orchestrators or conductors that feel things, a variety of things, like anger is not a bad emotion. It can be quite productive if you know how to wrestle with it. It's trying to tell you something, but you need to communicate with it. Running away from anger and going to porn means that you're deaf to both sex and to your emotions. But when you start to speak the same language as your emotions and you realize that they're just trying to tell you something, then you become the owner of yourself. And you start to separate sex from the negative emotions. So this is really, really exciting. And it's what's happening already for so many of you. And we want to help you expedite that journey so that you can get there quicker to the place where you really are the owner of your thoughts and feelings, of your spirituality, of your body. And when we start to really heal our past pain, then we can enter into a relationship with sexuality that is whole and fulfilling. And God can truly enter the center of that, which is the purpose of sex and is the purpose of existence according to true parents. Read the core of the universe. So sex fulfills its purpose only when we become owners of ourselves. And then we can experience intimacy with ourselves, with our spouse and with God on a level that is unprecedented to humanity thus far because we've never merged those three. That sense, that's like all three blessings coming together in the act of sex. It's amazing. So please do the work of understanding which negative emotions are connected to your sexuality by starting to identify which negative emotions are causing you to want to escape life by stopping when you feel negative emotions and talking to yourself, talking to God, or talking to somebody else. Then you can start to understand yourself and what these emotions are trying to tell you, and you will be a strong, strong person in this world. I'm going to leave you there. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm sorry for this. I only have access to one nostril presently, but I thank you anyway for listening. Hey, did you know that our team wants to do more events? Well, if you want to bring the High Noon message to your community or group, then let us know and we'll try to work something out. There's a simple application that you can fill out right now at highnoon.org invite. And one of our team members will get back to you to see what's possible. That's highnoon.org invite. All right, see you in the next episode.